This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We did it, Liz. We got baby chicks. Oh, my God. What are their names? Mochi and Pixie, because, you know, we do all food names. One is an Americana, a gray, like a blue Americana, that's what they're called. And one is a golden sex link. And they are, oh my God, they're two weeks old. They're uh, unbelievable. All right, send me a picture. <laughs> okay, I will. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in LA, and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our recent decision that we should reframe how we think about work politics. Yes, and then in Take a Hike, we reveal how a conversation in the happier in Hollywood Facebook group made us realize that sometimes we don't need to act, at least not right away. Then I give myself not one, but two hits. And finally, this week's Hollywood hack is sound related. Yeah. But first, Sarah, updates from Encino, which is I am still (laughs) um, dealing with this cold. So apologies for my voice and my constant throat clearing, but I hopefully I'm on the other side of it. Also, I want to remind everyone, Sarah, they can still watch season one of Fantasy Island on Hulu. If you have not seen it, go watch it. It is absolutely delightful. And get ready for season two by going back and watching season one. Absolutely. And in our last episode, 283, we talked to Genevieve Vincent, our wonderful composer for Fantasy Island. So that's a good, like... Listen to that episode and then go and listen to Genevieve's wonderful score. Yes. Okay, Liz, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. This week, it's reframing work politics as work diplomacy. Yes. So last week, we talked about why it's a good idea to share your expertise, which we did recently at Sony's Showrunner Training Program. And while we were talking to the writers, one thing that came up in our discussion was about the politics of staffing a writer's room and working with the studio and the network. And you and I sort of mentioned several times in the discussion, well, politically, you want to do this. Think about the politics of that. Work politics was something that you and I had no clue about when we started. I mean, just none. It's, yeah, I, I know. I was going to say no clue is an understatement. It really is. <laughs> and we learned some really tough 
lessons. One could say pay the ultimate work politics price. One could say that. And the fact is, politics really do matter. Yeah, I think people, especially people who are just starting out, underestimate that, or they think that because they are the showrunner, they are almost obligated to not engage in politics and only think of what's best for the show and that kind of thing. When, of course, often what's best for the show is to engage in politics. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, we were talking afterward about how politics has such a negative connotation. We were saying, gosh, I hope we didn't make come off in this negative way when we were talking to the writers about being aware of the politics of staffing and And everything else. Yeah. (laughs) And then we realize, really, we should be thinking of it and discussing it as work diplomacy. Yes, because really, that's what it is. It's not sort of the conflict-laden politics, which implies like sort of back rooms and negative intentions. Yes, or, and, and you know, backstabbing and talking out of both sides of your mouth and yes. making secret deals. It's not that. No, it really is diplomacy. It's about engaging with partners and finding solutions. Yes, Um, I looked up the definition of diplomacy, Sarah. It says it's the art of dealing with people in a sensitive and effective way. And I mean, that's it to a T, is it not? Yeah. (laughs) The definition is correct. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, and that's, I think, why we want to intentionally reframe it from politics to diplomacy, because the key part of it is sensitive and effective. Yes. It's treating people with like, we're all in this together and we're all going to make the best show we can together. Yes. Not just like we are the showrunners, harumph. (laughs) Part of it is just as simple as listening which we talked about in the diversity training we attended a couple of months ago, that just listening, if you're really listening, not just pretending to be listening, which a lot of us can do at times. (laughs) Yes, just nod and smile. It goes a long way. People want to know that you've heard what they're saying. Yes. And if you listen and really hear and then go a different way, it's still much better because people understand that they were heard. Yes. And what we have to understand as the writers and showrunners is that everyone wants to feel like they're part of the show, part of the project, part of the presentation you may be doing, um, the pitch or the season presentation. Well, and this is something I think that applies to literally everything that is done by a team in every arena, whether it's business or creative it's, it applies across the board. Yes. Everyone wants to see themselves in the finished product, which is completely natural. And that is part of the diplomacy is creating this team. It's interesting because sometimes there will be a studio or a network executive who really champions a certain writer. And if we like the writer as well as other writers <laughs> like who are on our list, we may lean toward that writer because we know that as the season progresses – that executive will be like engaged in how that person is doing in their scripts and seeing that name on the screen. Like it really does matter in so many ways. And that the ideas that that writer contributes, which I'm sure will be plentiful, um, 
that executive is like, all right, you know, this person really made a difference in the show. And they do. Yeah. And one way to think about this diplomacy issue, and we've talked about this before, is does it move the needle? If there is some issue, whether it be wardrobe or a writer or a casting choice, a location, I mean, many, many things come up. Does the decision move the needle? And if it doesn't move the needle, sometimes it's better to do what someone else wants. Let them have their say, and then it just makes everything run easier. Yes. It's diplomacy. It's diplomacy. It's being diplomatic. We have a friend who is in the Foreign Service. I feel like we should connect with him and be like, listen, I what was, do you do? What are your strategies? You know, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, that is literally what he does is be a diplomat. <laughs> and it's like a give and take. If you give now, maybe later the other person will give to you and back and forth. And that is a nice running machine. Yes. And the thing is, I think as showrunners, and then this goes to the sort of the training that we were doing, I do think you're right that there is this mythology that as the showrunner or show creator, you need to be like an auteur who's in charge of every single detail and you can't listen to anyone else because that can cloud the vision. But the truth is like, Television is a collaborative medium and it's a team sport and everyone's contribution is important. And yes, you want to keep your vision on track, but the truth is other people can make the show better. Yes. So you need to put the ego aside. And as you said, think about what is best for the show. And if it doesn't matter if somebody's wearing a red dress or a blue dress, then let someone else decide if that's important to them, that the character's wearing a blue dress. Now, of course, Rourke would always be wearing white. But... Yes, we don't have to fight about that. We don't have to fight about that. (laughs) Or be diplomats about that. Yes. But I think, like, it can just be really easy to get caught up and forget the sort of sensitivity part um, of all of this. Yes. And, I mean, as writers, we are so sensitive. So it's something that we should be aware of. It's not like we don't get it. We get sensitivity better than anybody. Uh, By the way, they, yes, executives, et cetera, should use diplomacy with us as well. It will help (laughs) them a lot, too. You're right. (laughs) Okay, Liz. Yes. (laughs) Coming up, we've got to take a hike that is inspired by our Facebook group. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Sarah, it is time for Take a Hike, in which we discuss physical, mental, and spiritual health. And this one is mental, and it comes courtesy of a listener named Amanda who commented on a post in our Facebook group. Yes. So, Liz, there was much discussion on our Facebook group about how you have a tendency to give yourself bombs, but you don't very often give yourself hits. And everyone was like, Liz is too hard on herself. She needs to stop being so hard on herself. And and it sort of expanded into a broader discussion about how people in general are often too hard on themselves. And Amanda wrote this comment that I just found particularly insightful. I don't know. It's just like, you know how some things just like completely strike you in in the right way? And this did for me. She said that she had been putting off something for three years after the death of her husband, and she said that she was finally ready to start doing it. The the idea was that she's giving herself grace for not having done it during that time because sometimes you have to stand still and do nothing until it feels okay. And I was like, my gosh, of course. Sometimes doing nothing is the better, healthier thing to do. And I think you felt this, Sarah, because your mom died a few years ago and you really related to this particular thing. Yes. I, you know, I, it's, it was, I think the timing was particularly apt because there are just so many logistical things that have to be done when you lose someone and you just, It's like the emotion and the practicality are so complicated that sometimes you just don't want to deal with it. And it can make you feel bad about yourself that you're not dealing with it. I know for you, Sarah, productivity is such a big part of your identity. Yes. Much more so than than it is of mine. And it's true of many people that that's a huge... The crossing items off the to-do list for a lot of people is really a big part of like the, how they get their self-worth. Absolutely. And, and I think that's why I appreciated what Amanda wrote so much. So we're sharing it for those other people out there who yes. are putting things off like me who need to hear those words. And it's not necessarily because of a death of a loved one. There can be other things that you just need to maybe... Here's an instance. You get an email, an upsetting email, and it could be instead of feeling you need to respond right away, sit with it and do nothing until such a time that you can send an email that you're not going to regret. Yes. Right. Until it feels okay. A lot of times we can or, you know, don't return that call that you think is going to go in a bad direction. I mean, there's a lot of things that for many different types of reasons, whether it's grief or anger or hurt, you might just want to sit still with something and not act right away. Yes. Or just you're tired. Yes. (laughs) It's too much. Yes. Just sit still with it. Yes. So Liz, I'm thinking of of things that you haven't done that you feel bad about also, which we'll talk about in the next segment. Just remind yourself of what Amanda said, as I am now doing. Sometimes you have to stand still and do nothing until it feels okay. Yes. When the time is right, we'll do it. Yes. And until then, don't be so hard on yourself. (laughs) Okay, well, Sarah, we're continuing this discussion. (laughs) It is time for hits and bombs because Hollywood is all about big hits and big bombs. And as you said, recently, 
I gave myself a bomb that started the whole discussion we just had <laughs> for not doing any of the things I wanted to do during our downtime. Yes. And after that, I mean, we got emails, people on the Facebook group were talking about it. Everyone was like, Liz is too hard on herself. <laughs> so we thought we would take this opportunity Liz, for you to just give yourself hits. Yes. You said, why don't you give yourself two hits? And I'm like, well, I don't have two hits. And you were like, yes, you do. <laughs> so I was like, Liz Craft, yeah. you have two hits. Yes. So I, uh, I was like, okay, I took up this challenge and I'm giving myself two hits this week. Okay. All right. So thank you, by the way, everyone, for your support <laughs> and your love. I very much appreciate it. Um, okay. First hit is that I have definitely been taking my health more seriously. So, you know, I'm a type 1 diabetic, which comes with just a life of doctor's appointments and medicine and insulin shots and, and monitoring, and it's a big hassle. And I've really been just trying to be more mindful about it on a sort of hour-to-hour -hour basis since, really since spring. I mean, I, I designed, I said that this was going to be my summer of health. So I've done all my doctor's appointments and procedures. I've really been trying to hike more. I've been trying to eat better. So I really am, you've been doing this for years, Sarah. You have really dialed into your health for years now. Some Periods Sometimes, of times go better, yeah, better than, than others. others. Yes. <laughs> but I'm trying to follow your lead. I'm not yet to the point where I'm going to do that fast that you do that, you know, um, <laughs> seems really hellacious. But I really am trying to take it seriously. Um, and so I'm giving myself a hit for that because it's not easy. That's a huge hit. I mean, that's like a life altering hit. So Yay, Liz. Big hit. I'm clapping for you. Thank Yay. you. And then my second hit is to back up and tell the story. The other day, a TV writer friend of ours um, got let go from their job. Which happens, as we have discussed. Yes, it's happened to us. It's happened to almost everyone we know, probably. Yeah. But it is really hard. Yeah. It is. I mean, we are still upset about every time it's happened to us. I mean, we in the writer's room can, like, we know we're off track when we find ourselves like in a 15 minute diatribe about how we got fired from something. Unjustly. Unjustly. Um, anyway, this writer called me to talk about it. And they said that they knew I'd be supportive and that I would understand and sort of have something comforting to say. So I am giving myself a hit for being someone that people feel like they can talk to and I'll be supportive. I mean, I will say I think that is like a skill I have. I do feel yes. that people do feel they can talk to me. And it's very important to me. I, it's one of the most important, I think, qualities that I have. So, I mean, I talk to you, obviously, when something's bothering me. Um, hopefully you talk to me. I do. But other people do as well. So I'm giving myself a hit for that, Sarah. Again, an enormous hit. I mean, the fact that you are someone that people come to when they're struggling, when they're in a time of need, when they feel sad, when they need to feel better... That's huge. Yeah, so... Big hit, Liz. Thank you. And I hope I'm right. <laughs> I mean, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here. You are. Everyone you are right. out there who's hearing this and is like, I would never go to Liz when I'm in trouble. <laughs> Don't undercut your hit. <laughs> no, you're right. My hit, that's my hit. I'm very... It made me feel really, really good. Yeah. So, th And thank you for this challenge, Sarah. It was, it was good for me. 
to uh, give myself two hits. We should do like every few episodes, Liz has to give herself two hits. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> this once was really nice, but that's enough. <laughs> okay, everybody, coming up, our Hollywood hack is sound related and very interesting. The first is break. Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, which is productivity soundtracks. Now, this comes from our Facebook group, and I was like, it was so eye-opening. I was like, we have to talk about this. Um, Jen, on our Facebook group, asked for suggestions on how to focus better at work, and Vanessa suggested YouTube. Now, if you have a child, you know YouTube as, like, the place where your child is spending, like, way too much of their time, so... Always like, oh no, but Vanessa had a really great use for YouTube, other than watching Happier, which is also on YouTube. <laughs> yes. And is wonderful. Yes, that is a great use of YouTube. <laughs> um, but Vanessa suggested a channel called Ambient World. It's amazing. So explain what it is. Okay. It's it's hard to explain, but it basically you just Look up Ambient World, and they have ambient sounds and score from movies and TV shows. Like if you want to sit and feel like you're in the Great Hall in Harry Potter while you're working, you can go there and listen, and they'll have like an hour of that sound. So it would just be sort of clinking forks and knives and maybe an owl flying by with the score. Okay, but no yes, dialogue. Exactly. And then apparently you can also search YouTube for engine noises. Like you can look for engine noise from the Starship Enterprise or from Serenity, which is the ship in Firefly, and just listen to that as sort of your white noise during your work session. I feel like such an old fogey talking about this. Like these are things you can do. There's such a thing as ambient <laughs> from Star Trek. But I mean, for some people, it's incredibly helpful to have that sound in the background. Yeah, I mean, the, the concept of white noise, I think a lot of people need white noise. I mean, I know for Adam, he really likes white, my husband, he really likes white noise when he's working. But the idea that you could even sort of further put yourself into the mindset that you want to be in by sort of being on the Enterprise or being, <laughs> you know, at Hogwarts, I mean, that could really help your writing. I mean, of course, I'm thinking about this for writing, your yes. writing mood. Absolutely. And if you're doing a project, I mean, really any kind of work that you need to focus on, having a noise that is familiar but not distracting really does help you focus. Um, like I used to listen for years, I would listen to Nancy Griffith's Flyer album every time I was writing. And I didn't even hear it. You know, it was just like the thing that let me know, hey, brain, it's time to focus. Yes. And this is like that. And Amanda weighed in that there is a peak productivity sound. It's beta 15 hertz. Yes. So, so of course, I looked that up. And I found it incredibly annoying. I think it probably is somehow connected to, like, my hatred of sound baths. I'm very sensitive to certain sounds. 
this. But I was like, oh, that's not peak productivity for me. But it's peak productivity for a lot of people. Well, I love this. Maybe we should have on this when we're brainstorming. Maybe we there's should. something cool to have on in the background. Yeah. Depending on what we're brainstorming, of course. Or maybe just the Starship Enterprise is like our sound. And yes. We should play it all the time when we're working for everything. For somehow that doesn't feel like us, but... <laughs> But, you know, it'd be more like the Winstead, the sound of Winsteads oh. in Kansas City. Is that, that's what I want. Yes. I and can we also have the, the smell? Sound. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Sarah, a lot of writers write to soundtracks, so it makes sense. But I, we would not have thought of adding the ambient noise, the engine noise, which really just makes it more atmospheric. Yes. All of it on YouTube. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing from Whole 30s Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get into touch i'm on instagram at s fane and liz is at liz craft we also have a facebook group search for happier in hollywood on facebook to join in on the conversation until next week i'm liz craft and i'm sarah fane thanks for joining us it's a fun job and we enjoy it By the way, speaking of white noise, on Side Hustle School, Chris Gilbo's podcast, there's an upcoming episode about how somebody on Spotify or lots of people on Spotify put up white noise tracks and make millions of dollars. Oh. So that was an interesting side hustle. Oh, I want to look at those. There's white noise all over, Sarah. Yes. We just need to go hunting for it. From the Onward Project.